This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. What's up, Paddle and Finn listeners? This is your host, Brian, from the OG Show. Just wanted to make you guys aware of Jackson Orr's second annual Catch and Release Charity Tournament. Uh, that's K-A-T-C-H, Kayak Anglers Together Can Help. This takes place September 13th, 14th, and 15th. It's an online event nationwide. Starts Friday at 6 a.m., goes till Sunday at 7 p.m. Entry fees $20. Tourney X has waived the fees. You can sign up on Tourney X. Doesn't matter if you're a good angler an experienced angler, new angler to the kayak fishing tournament world. So let's all get together and help Jackson out, get this organized. Your hosts at Paddle and Finn have all come together and we've decided any proceeds that we get from selling t-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, things like that at the paddle, the letter N, and finn.com, go to the store tab. You buy any stuff, we're going to take the proceeds from that donate it to the charity portion for Jackson's event. Um, That's something we wanted to do to help Jackson give back to some great organizations. So get signed up, guys. Jackson's trying to reach 100 anglers. I think it's an easy way for us to achieve, even if you can't fish it. It's 20 bucks, guys. Let's help out. What's up, boys and girls? Just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the Paddle and Fin gear. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Go click that store tab at the top. 
check out the store. We got tons of t-shirt designs, long sleeves, hoodies, phone cases, you name it, it's on there. Give it a gander. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall, making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jay. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have none other than the man himself, Mr. Alan Reed. He's been kicking butt and taking names, taking home some hardware, cashing some checks. Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, man. So, um, with everybody, we always talk about how you got into kayak fishing and uh, fishing in general, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of people probably don't know this about me, right? So, I've only been fishing for three years, not yep. just out of a kayak, but uh, you know, fishing for bass in general. Um, I got into it because the wife and I would go catfish, and you know, that's sit and wait. You know, yep. just not really my thing, right? I'm more of a an action guy, moving guy, that kind of stuff, and so. Uh, coming up on christmas of 2015 i said hey will you buy me a rod and a reel for christmas i want to teach myself to bass fish and uh and she did she bought me what i what i wanted there and um it was a bait caster and uh so i spent that winter teaching myself to throw a bait caster and then um it was about march it was the end of march actually i put this picture up the other day on on my social media uh, i went out in a kayak because i you know, we had the regular river float type kayaks and sure. I said, you know, I can use that thing, get out there where I see these boats on these little lakes in the area. 
and uh, it was March 30th. Put the kayak in, paddled out on this little lake, and uh, my first fish I caught was a three and a half pound largemouth. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Obviously, I mean, even today catching a three pounder is fun. But uh, go out there and do that, and it, it was kind of silly because it was. Uh, piece that comes off the river there that runs into that lake and i was fishing that mouth coming in and uh when i caught it i was kind of embarrassed i was like man i like i'm supposed to be fishing the lake but i'm fishing this thing here right this doesn't seem right right to to go fish that and then um and i find out right i just kind of came across what what we should have been fishing anyway yeah (laughs) but uh um, so that's how it started. Um, that first year, I wore that kayak out. Um, I wore a hole in the bottom of it. I wore the seat out, just going out, teaching myself to fish, you know, watching YouTube videos and that kind of stuff. And um, and then that next year, I say, I'm going to buy a real fishing kayak, um, which I did. That winter, I had gone through and, you know, a very competitive person, um, just kind of looking around at what there was for, for tournaments and those kind of things. Um because I'd gotten a little bit of a taste three months into it that first year they had what they called the Indiana open and you could go fish any open water uh, you know public water in the state of Indiana just had to be to a check-in in Indianapolis mid-afternoon and so we did that three months into me fishing and there were 71 anglers and I got ninth nice and I thought well I guess I'm not too bad at this fishing thing and that kind of drove me more to do it and looked into more of these tournaments and found a couple different series um, here in Indiana that year and uh, kind of rounded out that first year with the Southern Indiana Yak Angler Club mostly on the southern part of Indiana hence the name yep. um, and took Angler of the Year that first year um, qualified for we were affiliated with the, uh, the group KBS yep. um, at that time went down and fished Gunnersville, um, the Classic got ninth and in, in the classic down there in September. So, you know, great first year, right? I mean, there's probably not many people out there that have a first year like that, but, um, you know, that kind of just made me want to step up my game a little bit more that next season started, you know, testing out some more of that regional stuff and you know, went to national championships on Kentucky Lake. So that was the year that was 751 of us. Right, and I got 65th. And nice. I thought, well, okay, all right, 65th, better than top 10 percent. Yeah. Um. And I kind of picked out some tournaments throughout um, 2018 to go, you know, go kind of test this regional, national level thing a little bit more, and um, but still fishing my local stuff really heavy, and you know went through that and up second runner-up in uh in SIAC that year uh second in both of the club championships here in the state of indiana last year and then october came around and you know sam jones and i got talking and we'd met out on the water and became friends and you know he said you know you you really got to do something to just get your exposure up right you can fish right right um right so started looking around at what was out there and um it was shortly after that conversation is when chad announced the pro tour and uh so asked my wife i said what do you think about that 
she says, go do it. Nice. Just go do it. So, um, so bought in, right. Did all the, all, you know, doing all the centrals this year. Um, I started my year off down at Chickamauga in the end of February. Right. And there were big names there. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was kind of the who's who of kayak fishing, um, between that and obviously what was happening on Santee the same weekend. Yeah. And that was kind of registered in my mind that, Hey, I can, I can compete with all these people. Right. On these big lakes and that kind of stuff. So, so that's kind of how my how I started, how I got into it, and I've ended up where I am. So, has there been regrets from your wife buying you that first fishing rod? Now that she like <laughs> hardly sees you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's supportive of the, you know, the kayak fishing thing, and um, it's one of those things that you know throughout my entire life I've always done things competitively, right? Sure. And I and I. I kind of go all in on whatever I do, whether that, you know, is racing bicycles, um, did golf, race triathlons, um, and, and now I'm doing this fishing thing and, you know, it feels like a, kind of like home, right? It's a mix yeah. of that, yeah. uh, strategic piece plus the physical piece. So it all kind of fits, you know, everything that I've kind of done. Sure. And, and doing that on a competitive level. So it's, you know, I think it's just, uh, I don't know, for her, I guess, kind of natural, I guess. Right. I mean, there were there were definitely times, right, when, when I was first starting, you know, you had all the state challenges going on and, you know, those kind of things. You just had to fish and, you know, some of the local events here are month-long events. And so that just takes a lot of time. Right, um, right. right. We kind of figured up to win here it was probably taking a hundred hours a month of being on the water. Sure. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I mean, this year it's, it's more travel. Right. But overall it's probably less time. Yeah. Cause you, are you still doing the monthlies and stuff this year? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, you know, being on the road and not being in the state that, you know, not in Indiana, um, it just didn't make sense to do that. So sure. Yeah, not doing the monthlies. Um, you know, I actually fished my first tournament in Indiana here um, last weekend. Yeah, White River, right? Yeah, the White River. Um, so it just hasn't had a bunch of, you know, time to, to do that stuff here in Indiana. And it just became one of those road warrior guys. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, I mean, you and I met um, back in back in april down in kansas yeah. and uh you know we started chatting a little bit uh me you and sam jones and then you know the next tournament i missed but then uh you know madison we all kind of hooked back up and you know camped out with each other and and all that good stuff and uh, jay was there yeah mr yes, that was <laughs> <laughs> you know but um you know, it, it's cool, man. You see these these groups of guys that meet each other on the road, and you know, next thing you know, you're sharing a campsite or a, uh, a Airbnb, whatever it may be, with each okay. other, and um, it's kind of cool, man. It's uh, I think that's the the one thing that I've really enjoyed about um, 
you know, hitting the central trail this year is just, you know, meeting all these guys, um, you know, especially yourself, Sam, Dylan Fuqua, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, just, uh, being able to pick each other's brains about, you know, fishing and things like that. But, um, you know, going into this year, I mean, you've been just straight up dominating, you know, from, from the start of, uh, Kansas, Big Hill, Kansas, um, you took third in the trail first in the pro, um, and then St. Clair, I know you ended up kind of towards that upper, what, top 20 there, correct? Uh, I wasn't top 20. I was down a, a little bit on that one. That was, that's been my worst tournament of the year. Yeah. I did. I, I couldn't find that smallmouth bite and, and, uh, you know, kind of just pulled the plug on that for just a little bit and just went for the large mouth to, to get a good limit, but, um, not going to win there if you're not on the smallmouth. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like, you know, everybody that was on the big smallmouth ended up up there, but I mean, then you get to Madison. Madison was a top 20 finish for you. Correct. I think, I think you ended up in like 14th or something like that. And I have to go down. It was, it was around. I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was quite that high, but it was. It was up close to twentieth, you know, around there somewhere. I'd have to go pull the records, but um, I'm pulling them right now were, for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do enough of these tournaments, and you know those yeah, ones they, you didn't do so, didn't do as good at. You kind of put to the side a little bit, I guess, and they all kind of run together they all do right. yeah so madison was man i thought you were higher up than that 32nd but then um going into mississippi i was 16th there 16th there and then uh just recently you took first in both the trail and the pro at mark twain and uh Man, how did that feel getting that that first W on the actual trail series? Oh, that was that was good. I mean, that was such a such a good week, right? And uh, it just got there and, and showed up. And I mean, that was a really odd lake in, in compared to the other things that I fished. Right. You know, I mean, you know, as everybody knows, right? They they dropped the water thirty feet in the two weeks before we were getting there. You know, there'd been all this talk before about how muddy it was and the water's high and, and all these things. And I showed up there that first night just to look at the lake. And I was like, yeah, this is not at all what anybody has said this is going to be. Right. And so I, you know, just kind of reformulated my plan that night, got out fishing the next day. And just, you know, just started searching. And that's kind of been my you know, my thing this year is just start to find some fish. And once I start to find a little bit of fish, then kind of form that pattern and, and build on that. Um, so I took about half a day that day to, I think, really start finding some, some fish. Hadn't found anything really good. Um, second day, I, you know, had a different area I was going to go to, but kind of had established what seemed fish were relating to. You know, caught a big fish about midday. Yeah, um, I think that was the the 19, 
Yeah. Um, and then later in the after or later in the evening, I went and kind of checked out a different area on the exact same kind of pattern. I mean, everything was pretty much the same. Went out there and within 20 casts, caught the, the 19 and a quarter or 19 and a half, and you know said, "I'm okay. I'm done. I, I know what I'm doing for tournament day. I just have to pick which spot I'm going to do it at." Loaded up and and so that was Thursday night. Um, that's when I came rolling in the camp and you guys just looked at me and said, you got a big smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, I was a happy man. I knew what I was doing. I, you know, I had big fish and, and, you know, everybody feels good going into tournament knowing that you know, they found something good. So, right. um, you know, that pre, that last pre-fishing day, I didn't get on the water till late, you know, talking to people at the ramp, um, just took a rod out with me but didn't even cast just marking spots that looked the same so come to tournament morning 25 minutes in catch the big bass of the tournament so you know big bass biggest bass i'd heard about being caught on the lake all week too so um it gives you a lot of confidence to start off with a kicker right off the off the bat right and then it's just hey fill out the alignment you're going to probably be pretty good here um which is what i did i mean i you know had my alignment within the next two hours uh had a couple upgrades so uh, you know it's it's good and the other part of that is you know going back to what you were talking about of, of you know getting to know people when you're out on the road um is doing that with people that are your friends sure 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 right so as you kind of touched on uh, we were we were all camping together on uh on dylan's family <clears throat> spot that trip right so there was a lot of you know just kind of talk and those kind of things that go on but you know to have everybody there right we all support each other right and if anybody you know if it was anybody else that had had a great tournament you know we do the we do the same thing right uh absolutely it was uh madison right dylan won that one right and we yeah, were all yep. there supporting supporting dylan so Heck yeah. yeah i found it i found it real ironic that it was all you guys you know that were there were all like in the top 10 aoi points yeah like you you guys were all the contenders and i was like yeah that's why i was jarring you guys like what are you doing like what are you catching your fish on <laughs> trying to get you guys to crack and tell me so i can go mess around out there i was like i was like i'm not in competition with you guys what are you doing <laughs> yeah we, we do the same to each other yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think uh, sam, sam was the best he was like um well i was on the water yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was so vague. He was trying so hard to not say anything. Yeah, I think yeah. that's just it. Like Alan touched on, you know, he rolled into camp in Missouri and we knew something was up. Because Alan's <laughs> usually back, you know, at a certain time. He came back super late, had a big old smile on his face, and we're like, all right, something's up. Alan's on to something, you know. And, uh, but it was super cool, man. I mean, that's the thing, you know, like you said, we're, we're all kind of friends now and all that stuff and we're, we're rooting for each other. So, you know, when we know somebody's on fish, you know, we're just, we're just hoping that, you know, out of our, our little group, you know, we're trying to support one another without giving away our secrets. You know, that's the thing. It's, um, you know, we're, we're all very secretive until 
you know, the tournament ending time yeah. and we see each other at the end, you know, it's always yeah. like, well, what are you throwing? And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw out some random, like, you know, pink Sanko. Yeah. Pink Sanko, uh, you know, the drop shot spinner bait. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, we laugh about that, but I remember one of the tournaments I saw a dude throwing like a, this bright red, Ed Senko, I was like, oh my god, that joke's not even a joke. Yeah, I was like, the dude's throwing. Right. I was like, he's really throwing it and catching fish. I like watch the dude catch a fish. I'm like, that, it really works. I'm like, I don't know if I can use it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes being different's all you got to do and get that better bite. Yeah, I mean, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, um, what, you know. Can we talk about the baits you used down in Missouri that you caught your fish on? Oh, yeah. There's no, no secret there now. Um, <laughs> so in at Mark Twain, I, like I said, it was taking me a little bit of time to, to find the fish on the first day. And so I just started throwing a Ned rig with a big TRD on it. Yeah. And, and just started trying to do that to locate fish. Sure. And as I was going, you know, going along, I'd catch these fish and catching fish and, you know, kind of figured out if you went way up by the bank, you'd have the green sunfish that would just come and annihilate the bait. Yeah. And so if you had to stay away a little bit from there and, you know, then you'd have the bass. Um, it was also this combination of standing timber and wood, right? If you just had wood, but you didn't have the rock, the bass weren't there. Right. You just had the rock. It was all the sunfish and you didn't have the bass there. So as I was going down the one area, I thought, you know what? I'm going to upsize here a little bit. And so I threw a four-inch tube, um, a loop tube from Snack Daddy um, out of Michigan, and cast out there about five foot deep, um, which put it probably 10 foot off the bank, and thump right away. And, and that's what I caught that first big fish on. So kind of went through the rest of the day. I said, okay, well, you know, I got something to get some bigger fish. Finished it out, just going through the area, just identifying where the fish would be. That second spot I went into the evening, I did the same thing, I, but I just threw that four-inch tube in the same kind of area around that wood, and I said 20 casts in. It was that same thing, got that bigger fish. So that big four-inch tube got me bigger bites. Sure. And the big TRD, right? I could go catch fish. Right. So tournament morning, that's what I did. I, you know, I was throwing that tube first thing, and you know they'd moved a little bit. You know they were they were definitely relating to that wood um, before, right? They were, they were hanging around it, but they weren't right on it. Tournament day, they were right on the wood. Huh. And you know if I was, you know just a little ways off of it they weren't gonna they weren't gonna come get it but if i cast it right up onto that wood they were right there to have it so um the big fish you know were all on the tube and everything else well i mean i had some smaller fish that hit that tube too i think i had like a 12 incher nice that came up and, and got that thing um but i could have used that 12 incher <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> What? But 
No, I think it's cool, man. I know you. You know, tube a tube bait is is one of your go tos, man. I mean, how did you stumble on just just being confident with that tube bait? Was that something you started out with, like when you started fishing, or I've always no, been curious no. on that. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys kind of give me a hard time too, right? Because my number, probably my number one go to is a fluke. Right. 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 Yep. And that's what I want on it at Big Hill. Yep. Um, and that's what I did. That's what I used at national championships this year as well. And so that's, that's one of the baits that I really started fishing on because the lake that I would go fish a lot had a lot of hydrilla in it and it would grow up pretty thick and things like that. So I'd use a fluke or a, a swim bait, paddle tail swim bait, underspin, something like that to come over the top of the hydrilla. Okay. And I'd catch big fish like that, right? So that's that's kind of where I really got started fishing. Um, the tube came from um, a guy I was working a show, and uh, he fishes a lot of boat tournaments, and we're on staff together with with Pro Tungsten, okay. and he he just started calling the the tube the Indiana Crutch, huh. right? That you know if you're traveling if you're struggling catching fish throw a tube and and so i kind of did did that um there's times that i'll use that in place of maybe uh you know a texas rig worm or a jig um something like that because i'm just more comfortable with it okay and it catches big fish especially that big tube like that um you know you, you get a special big tube hook i stupid tube it yeah um <clears throat> how i rig them up and you know it's, it's kind of big and heavy and gets down there on the bottom and holds and um i think that's a lot of it for me is i can just get down there and feel what's going on sure and, and and tell what's happening around there so yeah i remember the first time i saw you had that big tube tied on and i'm like what the heck is this dude doing <laughs> I'm like, I, that's just something you don't really see that often, you know. I it's think it's old school, isn't it? Yeah, it is for sure. And you know, and and that's just it, man. Like I remember seeing tubes back when I was a kid fishing with my old man, and you know, and then I see you got this giant tube tied on, and I'm like, man, what the hell is he doing? And uh, you know, it works. I've seen you have great success with it. I mean. So it, it, that's always been something I've always wanted to ask you was like, where, where did this tube thing come from with you? You know, because <laughs> it seems like no matter where you go, you always have one tied on and it usually does really, really well for you. So and I think that's part of it, too. You know, not a lot of guys are fishing tubes nowadays. So it's something different that the fish aren't normally seeing, you know. So, yeah, I yeah. dig it, man. I dig it. Yeah. And you can do so much you know, with it to make it look, you know, dye the, um, you know, dye the end of a chartreuse or something like that to make it jump out or, you know, obviously there's different colors like all the other, uh, soft plastics. Um, I think it's one too, that obviously that was a lake, right? It wasn't a river system or anything like that. And a lot of people I think relate a tube to, to a river, a river yeah. mm -hmm. right? For sure. And I use that, I don't throw that big four inch tube in a river. Um, but, but you know a smaller tube i like to do that in the river yeah. sure um but I, it's just something about having that big tube in a lake 
right? I just, I like it. It seems to attract big fish. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely working, man. That's for sure. I dig it. I dig it. So you take the victory at uh, uh, Mark Twain, and then you Mm -hmm. headed straight down to the first ever FLW KBF Cup. Yes, sir. And I know a lot of people struggled down there, man. But, I mean, you seem to do really well. I mean, uh, you know, you ended up in 13th place. Um, I know everybody was telling me the bite was just super tough down there. And uh, why don't you kind of run us through how that all went down? I know it was super hot, humid, bite was tough, all that stuff. Yeah, so... You know, obviously, I do my research before I'm headed to these events, and so I knew that the FLW, you know, had been there the year or two before that, and those guys struggled. Yeah, right. 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 I mean, the, the year before, I'm watching final day, and there's guys in the final day that hadn't caught limits on previous days. Right. So that just kind of set in my mind: this is going to be a tough lake to fish. Sure. And so. The first day we get down there to um, to pre-fish, um, I guess let me preface this, right? So a lot of people see my social media and they see all this stuff, and it's like, do you work? Um, you know, and you just kind of touched on it here. You know, I was at Mark Twain. We traveled on Sunday, went down to um, the Cup. And the first day that we got there on Monday, I was working. Sure. Right? So so I, I have the opportunity with my, my job. You know, I have a lot of people in different states that that work for me, um, and I can work. You know, as long as I have a phone connection, all that kind of stuff, I can I can do my work there. So, um, just kind of wanted to touch on that, right? I do have a real job that's paying for all this stuff, <laughs> right? Um, and, and but that's what it takes. Right? A lot of a lot of times, right? If you're going to do one of these big tournament series and you know the other thing, you know, I fish some Hobie events and all that kind of stuff, right? It's sacrifices to make this work right there's oh, long yeah. days there's work to be done there's taking phone calls when you're on the water it's right just those kind of things absolutely so all right so i get down there the, the first day and I, and I worked but when i got out to fishing um i went and i tried to do uh you know get up in some of the coves looking for the grass and and wood and that kind of stuff and you know i caught one 13 inch fish the whole day and i was like man here it is Right, Lake Wachita is showing itself. Right. Um, so I'd stopped in um, to a shop, pick up some stuff, and go talking to a guy. And he's like, oh, you know, you try fishing out deep. And uh, and if you really want to catch bass, fish at night. And it's like, well, that's not really an option. Yeah. Right? <laughs> They're going to dictate what time we're going to go fish. But, right. Um, you know, so the next day I go out, and I was fishing – uh, humps, you know, 20 foot high with 80 foot, 100 foot water on the sides of them. Oh, wow. And I caught one eight inch bass all day. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a monster. That's not yeah. what you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to change it up here and I'm going to go hit the river. Okay. And, and so that's where I went. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm confident in the river, you know, um, I'm confident on the lakes. It's one of those, I, you know, I don't have all these preconceived things, I guess. Maybe that's one of the, the benefits of not having grown up 
fishing a certain thing or fishing a pond or having a creek in my backyard or something like that, right? I just go fish whatever. Sure, and, sure, and sure. I traveled sure. all over the, to do this stuff. So I head up into the river and start catching fish. I said, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll figure out how to get some better fish, I'm sure, right? But right. I can come up here and, and I know I can get a limit on both days, which is probably going to be pretty solid. And so uh, day one of the tournament comes and, you know, I picked out the location I wanted to go to. And um, if anybody would seen the pictures, you know, I was dropping my kayak. Uh, you know, it was a legal launch, right? But, uh, kind of down this cliff to get to the river. Um, and I was by myself, um, kind of doing my own thing up there and was just fishing fishing the ripples i had two stretches there that were the most productive in practice and just just fished those for the entire day those two stretches probably 150 200 yards each huh. and and you know had a had an okay limit the first day i think i was sitting 22nd after the first day and just knew i needed to go out there and, and do the same thing because i figured you know there were probably going to be some people in the you know, the higher positions that we're going to struggle on day two. Sure. Just based on how that lake had shown itself earlier in the week and all those other past performances. And went out there um, the second day and uh, took a, I mean, it was a little bit different. You know, the fish had moved rather than being up in the, in the boulders and that kind of stuff. They'd moved out to a little bit slower moving water, deeper at the bottom side of them. Um, locked into to one well i won't say locked it was barely hooked and the water was super clear got it about five feet from me and it made one last pull and pulled off and i knew based on how hard it was pulling and then getting a good look at it it was probably about an 18 inch fish which would have been a pretty good jump um probably not quite probably not quite top 10 right but i had a had another one as well that was very similar um that one those two for sure would have got me up there, but you know, I got done fishing and I ran into Matt Ball and because he fished through that area and I said, Hey Matt, you know that one area you stopped at and you fished, you know, I lost this lost an eighteen inch fish there. He says, oh, I bet you it was eighteen inch because I caught an eighteen inch on that spot Wednesday. <laughs> and that's why he was fishing it. So I gotcha. Um But yeah, I mean it was it was fun. You know, it was a good event, uh you know, being to go in the arena and, you know, I really wanted to go across that stage. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah. You just get there and you see it and it's like, man, I want to, I want to be there. Right. And, you know, you see your fellow competitors and, and people that, that are my friends go across there and get the experience. Right. It's great. Right. I love where the sport's going, um, getting that kind of recognition, getting those opportunity to be in big crowds like that and, you know, get your name out there like that. And so it was fun. Um, you know, it was a good opportunity for me. You know, I had that FLW article that got published about me and how my practice was going um, and my thoughts about how the tournament was going to be. And, you know, it was, overall, it was just a great experience, you know, having dinner with all the rest of the competitors a few nights before the tournament. Yeah. Just, just all of that stuff. Um, really good experience overall 
Yeah, it seemed like they really, really did it right down there. Um, you know, set you guys up with a with a big dinner banquet. Um, you know, I did see that article that um, you talked about. FLW wrote about you. I thought that was super cool. You know, how how did that all end up happening? Did you just run into the guy when you were coming in one day, or? Well, I'd taken off from what was supposed to be one of the really popular ramps. And he got there. It was kind of later in the day. Um, I'd actually come off the water, and uh, I was doing laundry. Haven't been on the road for over yeah, a week and week, a half at yeah. that point. And, you know, sitting there, had truck and trailer and all that kind of stuff. He pulls up and introduces himself and, and says, hey, you know, can we, do a, can we do an interview here and talk about your practice and that? So, um, yeah, just the right place at the right time, I guess. Nice. But, it worked out. It was, you know, it was a good conversation. Um, you know, really nice to, you know, not just for me, right, but to see the sport getting recognition, you know, getting, yeah, getting out there, right. I mean, how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people did that get in front of? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I think it's good, man. I, you know, that that's the big thing. You know, KBF is trying to make some moves so that way the sport continues to grow. You know, some people like it, some people hate it, but you know, uh, well, I think the people a, that hate it just need to get over it. But you know, there's there's something for everybody. Right, 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 right. right. I, mean, I we have there's the local clubs. If you you know if you really want to stick with the the grassroots kind of smaller thing. Um, you know, you have kind of the mid-level thing, right? Some of the bigger clubs, they're doing some bigger things, you know, tying in with other clubs and that kind of stuff. You know, you have state challenges if you want to do something like that and fish your own water and can't travel and those kind of things. Sure. You have trail series and the Hobie series that gives you the opportunity to go out and compete against other people on the same body of water. And, you know, uh, really interested to see what happens with this, this pro tour. And, you know, from what I've heard, you know, I like the way that it's going to go of having to be standalone events, but right. tied in with FLW on some of those as well. So, right. Yeah. You know, I think that's going to be do nothing, but farther our sport. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, um, I know we had a conversation with uh, Kurt Smith, you know, and, you know, that was the one thing he brought up. He'd like to see, you know, the Pro Tour be a standalone event, you know, you get 40, 50 guys to go battle it out on one body of water and uh, kind of see what happens um, compared to, you know, it being in conjunction with the trail. And I know you and Kurt are, are uh, you know, good friends and, you know, so it, it was it was interesting hearing his input on it, and I totally agree. You know, um, but I think you know in the next what two three weeks they're supposed to drop the schedule for that event or for those events next season, along yeah. with the trail events and things like that. So the guys that are out there running the road like yourself, you know, um, are going to have an opportunity for that bigger stage, so to speak, um, for 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 next season and you know i'm interested to see what it's going to entail as well if i if i can make it work or not and uh 
you know, hopefully donate some more money to your pocket, Mr. Reed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> so, it's, I mean, you know, everybody can talk about, you know, it's growing and, you know, with anything, there's some, some uncomfortable times, right? When you're going through something like this, not only is the, and Sam and I were just talking about this yesterday, you know, not only is the trail side growing, right? There's more opportunities for people to do things, right? There's new series coming bo- on board every year right people are trying to get in and offer something a little bit different than what other people have done but the number of people in the sport is also growing yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah right? that's for this sure is the number one sport for growth in north america right now right what better so, time than now for our well, sport, that's right you know? that's right and uh, you know and, and i think too right so obviously the trail series you know they're doing their things. Hobie's been doing their things. There's, you know, talk of other of other potential groups going to get in and do something there. But I hope as well, some of the companies see this as an opportunity to to get in on the very beginning of this because right, it's not cheap. No, no. To get on the road and do this stuff, and you know, there's there's support in the bass boat world. Um, kayak side isn't that big yet but we're getting there right and and growing so hopefully the companies see that as well and, and start <clears> really getting on board and supporting the anglers too no i totally agree man i mean you know um uh, if you're you know this year the way it was set up like if you um you know weren't fish finishing in that top three slot you know it it was putting a burden in your pocket that's for sure and uh being able to you know reach out to some of these companies and get some support is going to be key for for what is going on and uh you know continuing the growth of the sport so to speak um you know obviously we saw flw kbf open and the cup you know uh over 10 grand for first place which was which was huge um you know that's a start you're getting some bigger payouts and stuff so but if you don't have that support and that backing, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you see, you know, it's funny. I remember at the <clears> beginning <throat> of the year when MLF made their huge announcement and, you know, there was all this controversy between MLF, BASS, FLW, all that stuff. And, um, you know, there was a lot of talk, and I think I heard it on uh, Mike Iconelli's podcast. And he was talking about how you see guys coming into the sport and they're all gung-ho and then three years later they disappear, right? Because they have no support. They couldn't, uh, you know, finish in that top 10%, you know, X amount of times in a year. So they just ended up going broke and they had to get out mm-hmm. of the sport. And I think what, what's kind of happening now and you're, you know, you're talking about getting these companies and stuff involved, I think – now is the perfect time to do it because it's going to help sustain, you know, our household names in the sport like Alan Reed, Ron Champion, Jamie Broad. You know, um, I'm just trying to name off a few. Um, but, you know, if w- without that support, I mean, our anglers are going to suffer. So, I mean, I think 
I think, you know, what Chad's trying to do with this whole FLWKBF thing and getting some companies involved. And, you know, I know you and I have both had, you know, private conversations with Chad Hoover and, you know, about getting support and things like that. I mean, I think it's cool because it shows he cares and he's actually trying to, you know, not only further us in our uh, quote unquote fishing careers, but, you know, keep that sustainable for years to come i mean you got any thoughts on that well man there's a whole bunch of stuff that we said there and there's a whole lot of thoughts to it but i i do think um we are at that point where you know not everybody can can do it right but not everybody can can self-afford to go fish the flw tour either Right. There was sure. a yeah. there was a professional angler that I heard doing an interview on on uh, I think it was one objective um, earlier this year, and he said, you know, if you're coming into the start of the FLW season and you don't have sixty thousand dollars sitting in the bank, yeah, you won't survive the season. Right? right. If you're planning on winning money to float your season, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because you can't you can't be thinking <clears throat> about that, right? You just need to go out and fish. You can't be thinking about, I have to cash a check. I have to cash a check this week. If I don't cash yeah. a check this week, I'm not fishing next week. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, I think that's a lot of where people are kind of at, right? They Kayak fishing has been very affordable. And, you know, you can fish these local tournaments, pay 40 bucks, and you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you start talking about trying to do a pro series or a, a tournament series or you know, of that magnitude, it, it has dollars tied to it. Sure. Whether that's ad, advertiser dollars or dollars that an angler is putting up themselves, um, there's going to be money tied to it. Right. You know, that's, that's just the reality. We see it in, in every professional sport out there. Right. So I don't see why kayak fishing would be any different. But with that said, um, Right, it means there's opportunity. Sure. And you know, I think this is a great time for us as anglers to go out and sell that opportunity to to companies. So, you know, I think that there's two pieces of the sponsorship side. Right? There's the do you have results? Yep. And maybe maybe even more importantly, are you a personality and are you somebody that's known? Are you driving traffic? And those that have both, you know, seem to, to benefit more from sure. those companies, right? Sure. You take, you take the people like Mike and I can right? He goes out, right? He wins tournaments. He's there near, you know, they're near the top, um, consistently. But he's also has that personality and grabs that attention, and you know, and it doesn't have to be that kind of uh, attention, right? It doesn't have to be that kind of personality, right? Uh, that that gets that and gets recognized. But you know, being a positive influence and and somebody that brings other people to the sport is a big step in the right direction, right? You take somebody like a Matt Ball, right? Right, great guy. Right, mm-hmm. is there bringing people to the sport? You know, 
you've heard him say on other things and I'm not going after the people that have already established relationships with companies. I'm going after the people that haven't established them because those are the people that I can influence. Sure. Sure. It's those kind of things and, and bringing that positive thoughts on it, um, are, are are probably going to be the most successful, right? Sure. There's, there's people that in any sport, right. That, that are, you know, get deals having a different type of personality or a different type of approach, but probably for the general fishing public, right? It's it's something more of what we see, you know, being publicized in the other sports. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think that there's still like a stigma that exists? Like, I always view the kayak world versus boats is like the rollerbladers versus skateboarders. When I was a skater and you were a rollerblader, like I looked down on you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say it like anybody who was a skater knew what I'm talking about, but I, you know, I, I, I just don't, I just don't think the companies like give kayaking the respect it deserves yet because <clears throat> they just don't see it as on the same level when in general, well, I mean, well, I wouldn't even say in general. I would just say on the same uh, level, you know, the top guys are catching just as big or bigger fish than the guys that are doing the tours, like, you know, on boats, right. you know, and I just don't think the legitimacy is seen there. And I don't know if it's a money thing um, because maybe the boat guys are getting more respect, you know, because, yes, they are like neck deep you know, in debt already every year, unless you're like a Van Dam, you know, an Ike or a Scott Martin, you know, you're struggling to some degree. And yes, all of them have personalities, which helps them achieve like other levels of success with sponsorship. But, you know, here at the kayak level, we're still dealing with, you know, pro staff, which, you know, is another joke in itself, like with some people, but, you know, for, for those of us who are actually pro staff, take it seriously, um, you know, and I would say, too, a lot of people don't know that some of these companies that, like, more or less the kayak companies actually do help with some reimbursement to some extent for tournaments. But the point being, you know, where it, it's I just don't think the respect, you know, is there. And I know, you know, like, again, we've had this talk before where Brad or Brad. <clears throat> sorry but um uh, uh you know the chat is trying to bridge the gap before between, between the between the two worlds because i still like i said i think that we're seen as the rollerbladers sorry all you guys about the rollerblade but um <laughs> you know i don't want to offend any of you guys hey i dig it you guys do some great work um but uh you know what i'm saying it's like it, uh, it, there's such a dynamic involved so i, I hear what you're saying so let's touch on the pro staff thing, right? I think a lot of people do that to themselves. Sure. Right? Agreed. I mean, if if all you want is a name on a jersey and right, then you're you're probably willing to take a ten percent discount on something. Mm-hmm. But if you're truly serious about the sport and you're trying to right do big things with it that's not going to get you anywhere. Right. And so 
yes, when you have a bunch of people that are just willing to go out there and just, you know, do do some level of promotion. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm on with companies and I've managed pro staffers for region and stuff like that. And there's, you know, and there's people, you know, a lot of people out there that don't want to do anything, right? They sure. really just literally want that logo on there. And if they get a discount, then great, right? I mean, yeah. they may even do it for nothing. I mean, just because they want to have it there. I don't know. But um, but if you get somebody that's serious about it and the people that are really, you know, starting to make a name for themselves, they're doing more than that, right? They are promoting their their companies. They're driving business to them. And, and I can tell you that when, you know, if you do get through the door on that and you start doing those things, they see it. They recognize that difference. Sure. And so I think there's companies starting to do that too, that, you know, Hey, there's, there's a group of people here that just want to have a small discount. They don't want to do a bunch of work. And then you have people that actually want to do work. They should be benefited in a, a different way, right? Whatever that looks like. I mean, you ever hear a, a professional boat guy saying, Hey, you know what? I got some, I got a discount on whatever product, right? That just doesn't happen. Right. They don't, cause they're not willing to accept it. Yeah. And so, you know, I've heard some of your guys' other guests say that same thing, right? Some of it is a change of, of what the anglers are willing to accept mm-hmm. and what they're willing to do for something more. So. True. No, no, yeah, agreed. I mean, to, you know, to some extent on that, yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, too. It's like, you know, you're talking about basically raising the level for yourself as an angler, saying that like i can achieve like there's more to this i deserve more than this like in the sense of i can put up the numbers just like those other guys can and a positive message can be sent you know as long as you got that personality and everything you know there's no harm in going after it and letting companies know my point was just that they just haven't taken like the companies haven't taken a serious look at the kayak community granted it's still been growing um, every year. And, you know, I mean, just two years ago, we, you know, we fished for a hundred grand, you know, which was substantial. So it's like, you know, it, it's, it's coming, but I, I mean, we had another podcast where I just said that some of these companies are just like late to the party. Yeah. You know, they're just not paying attention yet because, you know, maybe they don't think it's, as big as it really is, you know, when this is a, like more of a legitimate, uh, um, what am I saying? Opportunity for a lot of the guys instead of owning a boat, because I mean, I've owned a boat. I just, it didn't fit. I mean, I, I, I get more, way more use out of my kayak, you know what I mean? And it's not so much that it was more expensive. I mean, yeah, boats are money pits, but why do I got to have a boat to get, their respect and notoriety if that's what i'm looking for um you know rather than just being in a kayak and enjoying it i mean there's just so much more opportunity and and it fits you know what i'm saying it's like i know it's more of a there's a lot of levels of that question sure you know there are yeah but i think that but i think that you have to legitimize yourself as well right right? that's what i'm saying right if you're willing to sell out for something why would a company ask, you know, give you more? Right. Sure. So, um, you know, that's one of my things, right? I don't, I don't do those deals. Right. 
but I do think that, you know, I am talking to companies and I have companies, right? So Trocar, right? They're a big company. They, they recognize that this kayak thing is huge and growing. Right? And they're, they're a big company and they've been around for a long time and, you know, and they're seeing it. So there are other companies coming around to that same thing. Um, but I think some of it's a matter of how the people go to them and per, and present it. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's just it. I mean, you know, you got guys like yourself. Um, you know, there's some bigger name guys. Ron Champion, we just talked with, things like that. And I think the way you guys are approaching some of these uh, companies and, and setting that bar is what's really opening the door for others. Um, you know, and it's, it's a lot of work getting there, you know, but I, I totally get where, where you're coming from, Alan, whereas if if you're willing to, you know, put in all this work for a discount code, what's going to make them change their mind and want to, you know, write you a check come next year. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's the key there, you know, um, is your discount code and the, the effort of, you know, doing social media posts, constantly talking about them, you know, showing off their product, blah, 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 blah. Is it really worth it in the long run? And, um, you know, that's what sets, you know, guys like yourself separate from from some of those that, you know, just, you know, are looking to get a, a little bit of a break when it comes to the checkout cart time, you know. Yeah, I think it's also important to, to point out, too, that some of the pro staff positions do actually – you know, reimburse you and help you along your way. Sure. Yeah. With some of the tournaments. Yeah. So no, they do. They do. There's stuff out there, right? So, yeah. And and maybe even if you're with a company that's not doing that today. Right. Right. If you can go in there, and you know, show, hey, I really am good, and I, you know, not just, I mean, not from a tournament side, right? But but I can promote your product and I can do these things and get you into a an area that you've never been before, then that opens the discussion for, Hey, I've been doing this stuff. I've been benefiting your business. What can we do? Right. It's a partnership. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly. Exactly. Just like coming in, right. You're interviewing for a job, right? Right. If, if they can get somebody to come in and do the job for 10,000 less than you, and they do the exact same level that you do, of course they're going to do that. Yeah. Right? That's just business. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think that's the other part too, is that, you know, you get these pro staff positions or, or true sponsorships and that kind of stuff, right? Their work. Yep. Nobody gets something for free. Yep. They come with responsibility and they're watching to make sure their investments being put, you know, put in play. Yep. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. Very cool, man. Well, I didn't mean to get it down that pro staff sponsorship. Tangent, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. You know? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's a it's a great topic, though, right? I mean, it I is. Think that uh, you know, I think Duke touched on it a little bit before, and um, yeah, you know, with what he's doing with the catch team, and yeah. you know, and, and trying to take things to another level. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, man. I uh, I just fished with Duke this past weekend, and we. Uh, we kind of talked about that and what what he's doing for that catch team man is is absolutely 
absolutely unbelievable. And he's he's trying to lead by example, right? And, right. And what he's doing for those guys is is top notch, and uh, I dig it, man. I think you're going to see some really really big things coming out of that catch team. Um, I can't say anything else, but you know we'll uh, we'll kind of leave it at that. But um, yeah, I mean it, it, it's super cool, and it's super cool to see Duke, who's a, a small business, a relatively small business, doing big things for the kayak community. You know, and that's just it, man. I mean, Duke realizes the potential there. You know, he's a he's a musky guy. You know, I think he right. he's going up to fish a musky tournament here in a week or two. He was telling me, and he's like, you know. He's like, uh, you know, some guys just can't can't cut it in that musky world, you know, and you know, he's like, I've I've seen what that looks like, right? And now I see his involvement. He sees his involvement in the kayak fishing community, and you know, he sees where it could take him eventually, and things like that. And um, yeah, I, you're going to see some pretty cool things coming out of catch. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, that's good to see, right? Companies like that. Um, yeah. I think I think you'll start to see more things like that. Maybe you know, not the exact same approach that that Duke is taking with his team, but but there's right. going to be more that happens. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I dig it, man. I dig it. I think some some doors are going to open up here in the next year or two, and you're going to see some big things happening for some guys, which. Uh, which is going to be cool. It's definitely going to be cool for the sport and the guys that are uh, out there, you know, traveling the road like yourself and doing work. But, you know, I think it was a good conversation to bring up just because you're a guy that's doing it and doing it right, you know. Um, you know, I know I had a, a, a private conversation with Sam, and, you know, he's like, man, he's like, Alan's getting deals offered left and right, and he's just telling people, no thanks. He's like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you know? uh, come on, come but, on. Now I know you're telling stories. There, no, but. no, no, no. He's, well, but, you know, that's the thing, you know. it's you're, you're not selling yourself short, and I think that's the key I, there, I, you know. I, I'm not. I mean, and, you know, I mean, I have had. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll say I've, you know, I've had people come and start talking about it, and I was like, look, I mean, if your idea is that I'm going to take a 15% discount on something, it's not worth the conversation because I'm not going to do it. Right, right. Right. It's not worth my time to to do something like that because I'm going to be legitimate about what I'm going to give you. Sure, right, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think that that's right. When I say it comes onto the angular, right? There's a little bit of our responsibility right here as well, or maybe a lot on right because the company is going to do what's best in their business, and if they can get you know a hundred thousand pro staffers and give them a little bit of discount, then right, and that just you know, feeds their their business, then why not? Why wouldn't they do that? Right. right? I mean, it makes sense. You have a captive audience to buy your product, um, and that's what you're going to do. But but it's just a discount, right? That's not me. And um, I think that, that people that start to, to really want to pursue, you know, these larger trails and this pro-type thing, right, you're going to have to position yourself to go after those those bigger deals right and and not be afraid to say i don't do that or well i may take something lesser to start with but i'm going to prove myself and then we're going to get to another level right 
right? So let's lay out the plan of how we do that. And, you know, especially if you're just getting into this, right, and you don't, and you don't have, maybe you don't have anything, right? You're, you're not going to be able to walk, probably walk in and say, hey, you know, I want you to pay me $10,000 a year to go fish. Right. Right. you got to prove yourself. Right. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that statement, man. No doubt. Well said, Mr. Reed. That's Reed's that's law. All, that's a fun <laughs> subject. I mean, it's just part, it's another piece of the growth of the sport. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. The bass boat guys, I'm sure if you go back into the day, right, they, they went through the same kind of stuff of, you know, how do you turn what you're doing into a business? Sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, people have heard me say before, right, Alan Reed is a business. Yep. That's how I have to look at it. Yep. Absolutely. I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, let's uh let's uh let's jump into something here real quick. So, we got Table Rock for the the Trail Championship, Central Trail Championship. Then we go to Lacrosse for the National Trail Championship. You're currently yep. sitting in 10th for the National Angler of the Year race, second in the Central Division. What are your thoughts on the rest of the year? It's no different than it's been all this year. You know, I go and I put my work in and I do my study. And, uh, you know, I was Table Rock this last weekend, you know, scouting it out. I'd never seen it before. I haven't seen a single one of these lakes except one tournament all year. I'd been to, I'd been to Kentucky Lake before. So every one of these is, is something new I'd never seen. So, you know, with the... Uh, Longer holiday weekend. I, uh, my wife was on call, so I so I'm gonna go over there and check this lake out and see what that's about. But but that's really what it is for me. It's putting all that upfront work in, you know, looking through the internet, looking at YouTube, looking at maps, you know, talking to people, um, and then getting there and, and trying to put it all together on the water. And then when you know, when the bell rings and it's time to go out and fish on tournament day, uh, it's just fishing. Yeah. Right? It's just time to go fish. And you've either put the work in and you figured it out or you you haven't figured it out. And you're going to be out there just trying to fish and, and put, put what you can together at that time. I can't change, right? You can't change anything then. And, right. 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 Other than what, what you're doing at that moment. And so, so that's my approach to it. Um, I don't get, you know, I don't get all nervous about it or anything like that. I'm, you know, I'm thrilled to be there. Right. I mean, like I said, I started this year and one of the things that I went out to do, right. Is I want people to know who I am. Right. I want to be, when people go through and start listing off who are the top anglers in this sport, right. I want to be there. Sure. That's, you know, in, indirectly a goal, um, because, but I'm going to do that through my presence and doing well. Yeah. And so, um, so I just got to go out there and do work. Just, just do what I do. Well, I think, uh, I think you've, you've pretty much achieved that goal, man. I mean, your, your name has been in the spotlight quite a bit and I think, uh, you're, you're pretty much there, my friend. Uh, and 
uh, I commend you for that because that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But again, man, that goes back to all the work you put in and, you know, and I think, you know, obviously your, your finishes and some of these trail events have, have definitely helped that, but you know, all the, all the side work that you've put in, I think people are starting to relate to the Alan Reed name as a household name, so to speak. So congrats on that. And good job, man. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I was told back, uh, it was well before the season started, um, right, that, hey, there's, there's people watching. Yep. Right. I think that's a good message for everybody, right? right. There are people always watching. And especially with, you know, with what we've been talking about with the sport and where it's all headed and all that kind of stuff, right? There's so much opportunity. People are watching. So whether you want to grasp it and do something with it. Right. Or, or let it pass by because it's, it's either not the thing that you want or it's not your time, you know, personally for you to do it or, or whatever like that, right? Everybody's going to make their own individual decision about that kind of stuff. But, but there's so many people watching, right? There's, there's conversations that I've had with people just recently that remembered stuff about tournaments that I had at the very beginning of the season, right? And people that I had no idea were paying any attention. Sure. Uh, um, uh, I think that's just a good lesson for everybody, right? Just that people are watching and, um, you know, talking about kind of having a personality or being a likable person or approachable person. You know, one of the best experiences I had of this whole year was the, at the open. Yeah. Down at Nickajack. And, and just standing there watching the FLW tour guys coming through, weighing in. And um, we had finished, I think it was day two, and um, had a, a younger boy come up to me and just start talking to me about my day and asked how my fishing was. And, you know, big names there right gary yamamoto's right there yeah. right 10 feet away from us and that kind of stuff and, and so i kind of said well you you know i was fishing the kayak event right and he says oh yeah i know <laughs> oh okay so you know this right <laughs> and then he asked me if i had a sharpie and and i didn't but i you know i went into the shop there to get him one i said oh you know he wants somebody to sign his hat i'll go you know i'll get the kid a get the sharpie and i walked back out there to him and he was helping with the weigh-in, and his dad was there. And I said, hey, I have that Sharpie for you. He goes over, and he says, oh, I wanted you to sign my hat. <laughs> oh, sure, I'll sign your hat for you, right? And, um, you know, I signed a hat right there, right next to Scott Martin. That's awesome. So, again, there's another piece of that people are watching, right? It's not even your fellow competitors it's not other companies right there's people that are looking up to us Mm -hmm. as a role model yeah and that was that was such a great experience um just because i think it says a lot for where the sport is headed sure and and personally for me right it was just you know just a good opportunity to to do something for for a kid that was really into fishing and and having his own success out there on the water i dig it man but you know, kind of going back to where your question was, right? I, man, I'm just going to go out there and, and 
finish the season off the best I can. And, you know, that's no, my approach won't be any different to these two tournaments than, than any other tournament this year. Right, what, what I've been doing is working, so I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I dig it. I dig it, man. Well, I might be following you around the lake. Don't be offended. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the one with binoculars, like just on shore waiting. Just uh, <laughs> watching in the distance. You know, so kind of tying into that, you know, we've we kind of touched on how, you know, we have that small group of us that kind of stay together. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, you know, we we really don't share anything. That, that right? I mean, you yeah. might drop a little something, right? But it's but it's not the golden nugget. Right, right, right. And, and But how many times do we end up in very similar type places? Or yeah. we pull up to a boat ramp, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, yeah. there's Sam's car. <laughs> yeah. <or there's... laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, well, that happened, uh, that happened in Missouri pre-fish, and I pulled up to a ramp. Uh, Dylan was coming off the water. Sam's car was there. You weren't there, but yeah, I'd already prefished it. Yeah, I think I think usually tournament day. I think there's only really been well, Kansas was kind of a, a limited ramp, so most of us all sure. went out of the same ramp. But you know, Madison uh, Dylan was at the same ramp as me. He went right, I went straight, and. I think uh, Mississippi, I wasn't at anybody's ramp until the afternoon when I was scrambling to find some fish. And um, and, then, and then you ended up at our ramp. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, but then, um, you know, uh, Missouri, I was at a totally different ramp than all you guys, you know. So it's, it's kind of funny. We all fish the similar similar type stuff but we'll find it in different areas so it's it's kind of yeah. funny how that all plays out you know but, right right uh, i dig it man i dig it that's not uh you know even on the bass boat side right i mean that that happens a lot unless you have i mean you certainly have your people that have their you know, very technique specific kind of things and they'll try to go do that but um you know a lot of times those guys find, you know they find a very similar pattern right they're not talking to each other um, as much as, uh, well, I mean, they do some talking, right? Sure. There's no secret that those guys talk to each other, but, right. uh, but independently they come on very similar things. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it is what it is, man. Sometimes kind of you end up how... at the same ramp. Sometimes you end up at opposite ends and then you're, you know, you're still battling it out on the leaderboard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also says kind of how close the competition is, right? Sure. Like how, what separates the top person from twentieth place? Yeah, yeah. Totally agree with that statement. Um, yeah. Well, we're we're winding down here, man. Um, you want to give a shout out to any of your sponsors, all that stuff, where guys could follow you on social media, any of that good stuff? Sure, sure. Um, so, first off, sponsor wise, TRC Covers. Um, been with them since I, I got into this. Um, 
great company. Another tight end with Battle and Finn now as well. Yeah, buddy. So, great company there. Great rod and reel covers. Um, Pro Tungsten, also been with them since since the beginning. Um, Moving Water Outfitters. So, uh, they're located here in Zionsville, um, northwest side of Indianapolis. And uh, so, kayak and fly fishing, fishing apparel, nice those kind of things. Then we have uh, Tackle HD. So, they make a, currently, they do a, a Helgramite. Um, that's what I that's throwing up there in the river at the cup. Okay. And they also do the uh the H D crawl, uh, very lifelike crawl. They have some new stuff that's coming. Um so I think people are gonna like as well, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Nice. Then we have uh King Angler, um Kyle King here in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. He makes my rods for me now. They're uh, American made blanks and um, you know, made here in Indiana, so I uh, really like to be able to support, you know, our, our U.S. product that way, and, and uh, you know, a local person here that builds a very high-quality rod, and he'll build it exactly how you want it. Yeah. Um, also with Angler, so, um, you know, I love the, I love the app. Right? Yeah. I love to be able to go back and look at all the information that I have there and tracking that stuff and then um, also you know we're talking about some of these other bigger companies um, you know I got a deal worked out with IHG hotels that uh, can get anybody a discount that wants to go out and use that code nice so um, definitely definitely some companies out there that are are looking Right. Yes. Yeah. I guess you know when I say um, you know with IHG, right, they're paying attention. I mean they they recognize that there's something here, um, but but they're good. Um, and then we certainly have to thank all my all my friends, right? That I've gotten through here. We've touched on a lot of that stuff. Certainly, you know Sam. Sam is a huge supporter. Yep. Um, traveling on the road and, and doing that kind of stuff. You, know, you talked about Kurt Smith, good friend. You know, a lot of stuff that we can talk about there, and and uh, you know where the sports headed and things like that. So, and obviously, uh, you and Dylan, right? Uh, yeah. Our little travel group there. So, um, on social media, I'm Alan Reed on Facebook. Um, Under the radar fishing on Instagram. And YouTube, um, it's one of those. Hopefully, here's as uh, tournament season starts to wind down, get some more stuff up there on the YouTube channel. It's it's really hard, right? I mean, the people yeah. like Greg Blanchard that can do tournament after tournament, and all the YouTube content that he has, man, hats off to people like that because it is a tough gig to pull off. Oh yeah, it's a lot of time editing. <laughs> it is, sure, especially man. if you haven't done it before, right? So, yeah, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I know that. So, right, right. But, uh, very cool, man. Very cool. Well, Alan, thank you so much for 
coming on tonight. Um, I think a lot of people can take away a lot of great stuff from this. And uh, looking forward to seeing you down there at Table Rock and, uh, you know, seeing where you end up at the end of the season, man. I'm rooting for you. I know I'm not in any contention for Angler of the Year trying for rookie, but, you know, how cool would that be? You can. I'll let you win Angler of the Year. I'll take rookie. How about that? Yeah. Hey, if you can let me win angler of the year i'll take it yeah. <laughs> right on man right on if you have that much influence yeah i don't know if i got that much influence but um i'll be rooting for you how about that <laughs> no hey however it goes like i said right i yeah. mean it's been an incredible year you know i've had the opportunity to fish some amazing bodies of water go see some amazing parts of the country that i wouldn't have gotten to probably gotten to see otherwise um, amazing people, you know, a lot of experiences that those will never go away. And I guess the other part for me is right. Like I said, this is my third year. Yeah. So that's crazy. I, dude. I'm not, I'm not going away. Right. Right. I mean, right. I'm, I've learned so much this year and I just plan to just keep doing the same things. I dig it, dude. I dig it. I dig it. Well, well then- but thanks for having me on guys. It's been been fun yeah talking with you absolutely man no we appreciate it man so uh with that being said guys don't forget to check out the website paddle the letter n in fin.com click that store tab pick up a t-shirt hoodie long sleeve you name it uh if you guys got a question comment want to hear from a future guest like alan uh feel free to email us at paddle the letter n in fin at gmail.com social media facebook instagram at paddle and fin Huge shout-out to our show sponsors, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Coyote Sunglasses, my man Jay Randall's Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Company, and our newest one, like Alan said, TRC Covers. Get your rods and reels protected. And don't forget about the plastics recycling program. You guys take your used beat-up plastics, put them in a little envelope, mail them to my man Eric Richards. Address is in the show notes. He'll melt those down, make new baits, give them to our friends at Heroes on the Water. Until next time, guys, tight lines, smooth paddling.